Blog Talk Radio. Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. My name is Tom Marquis, aka El Presidente. So glad that you guys could join us today. We got a tight shit for you today. We're going to be going through the mucky waters of fantasy football here in just a moment with Nate Snyder. to be breaking down a fantasy weekly fantasy football huddle. And it's also, you guess what it is? Shake and bake. Shake and bake weekend, baby. Talladega. For those of you here, you've never seen uh, Talladega Nights, well, that is your homework. You need to go watch it before this afternoon's race. We got Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and the Fan Place joining us to break down the Talladega race. Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest and uh, our official NASCAR contributor, is at Talladega. And he is not going to be able to call in, but Tony is with us as well. We'll also be talking some IndyCar honey season. And uh, and then we got Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and uh, SI.com joining us to break down yet another win for the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night in prime time. And we're also going to be breaking down the entire NFL. We're going to help you break down NASCAR. We're going to help you break down fantasy football. We're going to help you break down the NFL. There's nothing for you to do right now except except go get your uh, Black Rifle coffee. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. It's about to get good. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. 
Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning, face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got it's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Welcome back to The Balance. My name is Tom Arcatel, Presidente. It's time to turn your fantasy into reality and help me do that. It's Mr. Nate Schneider. Nate, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I don't know, I don't know if I like really the way that sounded. You know. <laughs> You're going to help me turn the fantasy. Today. Hey, I love it. I love it. God, it's the Ryder Cup weekend, too, you know. So, go Team USA, mood. but. How, how'd your golf game go yesterday, sir? Oh, we can talk about fantasy football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> well. so it, was, it was kind of a fantasy team. Uh, I, I totally get it. Well, fantasy fantasy football huddle, let's do this. Uh, let's First of all, let's kind of go through uh, what each of us have, who we have starting uh, this week. And I'll let you, you start. I know you got Josh Allen and, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, who else you got this weekend starting? Well, uh, on waivers, I went ahead and dropped Zach Wilson. He, I thought I was weeks ago uh, when, you know, Rodgers went down. He's not performed well. And I added Tank Dell, who's a receiver from Houston. Uh, so he's on my bench right now, but he's averaging 17.5 points right now um, a week. So I have, like you said, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey um, going down the list, Kenneth Walker. Uh, T. Higgins, which I expect more out of. I think I'm going to leave him in the starting lineup. Um, if he can pull it out this week, he'll he'll stay in that lineup there. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., George Kittle, 
<clears throat> Ryan Robinson Jr., who's performed well, the Bills defense and special teams, and then my favorite kicker, Harrison Bucker. Harrison Bucker. You you you, you got to be a damn good kicker when you're with the Chiefs. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Michael Pittman Jr. and the Indianapolis Colts for just a moment uh, because one of the biggest fantasy running backs out there is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is due to come back next week or, or the week after, but due to come back. Uh, Zach Wilson is making a huge impact with the Indianapolis Colts organization. I think that Jonathan Taylor is losing his leverage. Go there in just a second, but Michael Pittman Jr. has really been able to perform very, very well fantasy-wise, which likewise means that he's performing well on the field. Anthony Richardson is back. Do you think that he's going to continue to look in the direction of Michael Pittman Jr.? Because what we know has been happening this year is with the uh, with Gartner Minshew. What are your thoughts on the, on that? Yeah, looking at his weekly breakdown, his best week, Michael Pittman Jr.'s best week was Week One when uh, you know Richardson was in that game and he had twenty three point seven points on my uh, team here. So I think they will. You know, Pittman's been on the team uh, you know before Richardson. So what I've seen a lot of times is newer quarterbacks or newer players are going to rely on those players that have been there and have been trusted in the past by other quarterbacks. So you know, I think I think. He is. I think he's going to go to Pittman a lot today, or tomorrow, I should say. Tomorrow. These days running together. I totally get it. Well, looking over at, at my end, I think we are both. Let me double-check my, my math here, but I think uh, we are both undefeated, aren't we? You're undefeated. I think I have one loss. Yeah, I have one loss week one. You had one loss. I am undefeated, so I am better than you. But that's okay. It's Thanks for rubbing it in. Yep, rubbing it in. <laughs> I got old two up. You know, I had him on my bench, and then um, uh, week two, I believe it was, I moved him. Uh, I moved him off the bench and and, and uh, benched uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I got Tua, Joe Mixon, Ramada Stevenson, Jamar Chase, Jordan Addison, Evan Ingram, and Debo Samuel. Uh, I'm a little concerned about him this week. I've got him in there right now. He is questionable. Uh, but we'll see how how he plays out. Uh, he had a, a rib injury in, Thurs- in, in Thursday's week three uh, win over the Giants, but if I'm to believe everything that I read, all indications that it'll be good that he'll be good to go against the Cardinals this weekend. So I'm going to keep him in there. He's kind of one of my one of my lifesavers, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I I've been uh, relying on it. If you're concerned about him, I'll take him. I'll take him right off your hands. <laughs> you know, I did, I I got him. I got him like fair square. Did I, did I trade for him or did I draft him or did, I don't know. But there, there was there. I just happened to have him. There he is. Because you know, when you're on loan from God, and let me explain that to you. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens defense. I don't know if they're gonna do anything this week or not. There is there there are some weeks or there's some other weeks. But right now, there's the best. I'm the guy that's going to drop a kicker and drop a defense every single week, just about every single week. I'm expected to to to, uh, to do that if, if needed. And I'm glad I kept my kick around. Riley Patterson got me eight points, by the way. Uh, I mean, 10 points, by the way, 
Uh, I'm seeing that, ten. That's real good. <laughs> ten points of the kicker. So I, he might he might earn a, a two week a two week stay on the on the uh, on my fantasy team, and that's the one that we play with uh, at uh, to work. So let's uh, just kind of go through this here real quickly. Let's talk a little bit about the Bears and Justin Fields. I feel like he's in a good spot as far as a quarterback. He's just with a bad team, and um, uh, so. I don't know, Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears, uh, I don't think has gone as according to anybody's plan. Uh, but they got the Broncos this week, so maybe he's got some uh, He's got some fantasy grades. What do you think about starting Justin Fields this week? Do you have other options? Um, I mean, you got as a quarterback, you got to have a team around you to be good and to score fantasy points. I don't care how good you are as a player. Um you know, that game's going to be interesting. I'm going to call it the toilet bowl this week. Uh, you know, if the Bears are going to get a win, it's this weekend for sure. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I think the Bears come away with it personally. Um, but, you know, I think I don't think they're favorites. I think they're underdogs in this. But, um, yeah, they are. I just look, if you can get a better team around him, I think he's a great quarterback. Well, and I was talking a little bit about this yesterday. Um, when Sean Payton is the coach, you're always going to be the favorite. But I, I kind of feel like he's he's not came there to be the savior for the Broncos this year. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, they just put themselves – they dug a huge hole paying Russell Wilson what they have. And him underperforming, just, you, you don't have space to, you know, fix your mistakes at that point. So they're, they're, they're in a hole there while they're paying him. It's, it's, it's going to be tough for any coach to go in there and do anything. Well, let's uh, certainly talk about Brees Hill. Uh, I don't think that he's going to do he's with the Jets, and I don't think he's going to do well this week against um, – it's, it's, his playing time is trending up. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he'll produce well against Kansas City Chiefs. And if he does, nobody's going to see it. Everybody's going to be looking at the tweets with Taylor Swift. I know. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said it. God damn it. I, I tell you what, she's a great singer. We talked about it on our team, and we got a big Swifty on my team. I mean, she's a great singer. Good fo- great football player. One might even say great football player. It's okay. We don't. I don't need, get the hype. I don't. I don't need. I don't need every other shot to be a suite of of Taylor Swift. I don't know. What do you, what, what what is your opinion of the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey debacle? I'm calling it debacle. I think, it, I think it'll be funny. I think we'll have our answers here in a year or a year and a half when it all plays <laughs> out. I, they're both making Literally, a lot of money on a new song of hers. That. What's that? A new hit. A new hit song of hers when they break up. <laughs> It'll be about football players and yeah, the Chiefs and he made her go out to Kansas City and yeah. <laughs> the song will be called. The song will be called "My Private Suite." <laughs> right. I've lost my brain. But anyway, Bruce Hill. I, I I think we need to. If you got him on your bench and you got better alternatives, uh, set Bruce Hill. What do you thought? I agree. It goes kind of back to the quarterback thing. I mean, you're, you're playing Kansas City. They're, they're built all around. You know, that's why they've had such good success lately. Um, you know, the Jets, their all line is, 
it's pretty decent. They got some good individuals in there, but I just think Kansas City's defense is solid. Um, yeah, if you have other options, I, I would definitely, you know, you know, definitely go with that. Another guy that he I would be pretty hot. Yet. I was gonna say he hasn't scored that, touchdowns yet. He touched them. Yeah, <laughs> he touched them. Yeah. Score points. Hey, counts as points. They absolutely counts as points in the fantasy world as well. I like Adam Thielen. Uh, Thielen. I'm probably saying his name like there are plenty of uh, revenge games this week, but I, I think trust Thielen for reasons outside the fact that he's facing the Minnesota Vikings this week. I like Adam Thielen. Let's uh, give him a start in your fantasy football with me, uh, this week. Why yeah. No. What's that? I'm sorry, you're cutting out. No, I said he's a wide receiver with the Panthers. Go ahead. Yeah, I like I like Thielen a lot. Um, you know, he's he's kind of a household. He's building himself as a household name. I see him on Sports Center a lot. So if you're seeing a guy, if you're seeing a guy on ESPN during the week, you know he's performing well. Um, absolutely. Um, you know the Panthers are struggling, but I, I think I think he's just a playmaker. I think he can throw the ball in his direction. I think he's going to make some plays. Well, and I talked about him, this guy earlier, Tua. I think he's really starting to make his impact in the fantasy world. I mean, uh, he's he's not the worst. He's not the best. But he's somewhere in the middle there. And I, I think and I feel like he's better than Trevor Lawrence, which is my other option uh, there. Or at least, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe Trevor Lawrence is scoring a little bit more uh, passing, fantasy passing points per drop back. But I like Tua. He is solid. What are your thoughts on Tua? Definitely Tua. Uh, between those two, I mean, they're they're overseas, aren't they? The Jags overseas this this weekend. I see they're in London, aren't they? Yeah, that's part of it too. I mean, that's that's a hard trip to take. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think they're solid with who you have. I think now you got me. Now you got me. Uh, now you got me wondering, man. I don't know. I, I, I like what you, who you have starting. No, not, I'm not wondering about who I got starting. I just uh, was wondering about if they're playing in in uh, London. Yeah, they are playing in London. I think it's London. Yeah, I thought they were. By. Well, they're playing overseas. They're playing across the pond because the game is at 930. So there you go. It's far away. <laughs> Well, let's talk about some quarterbacks. I make today a little bit about the quarterbacks. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings. Even if you don't like the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, uh, fantasy uh, points per drop back is more than anybody else in the NFL. What are your thoughts about him? Is it do top Patrick Mahomes, by the way? Yo, yeah, I, I have him. I'm in three leagues total. Uh, one of them being our league, and I got him in one of my other leagues. And what a win! I got him late too. Um, I was working out in the garage and auto drafted my first few picks and got in there, and they were already on quarterback. So I was like, "Crap, who do I get?" And then uh, Kirk Cousins was on the list. He's always been consistent. So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, pick up Kirk Cousins, and it has paid off. He's been awesome." Yeah, Kirk Cousins is is a a good uh, and did you see the show quarterbacks with uh, um, on Netflix the special the documentary? I never watched it. I, I saw it was on there. I never, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> he's a little off, but he apparently what he's got is working. That's for sure. Justin Herbert uh, with uh, with the Rams. Uh, I mean with the Chargers. Sorry, the other LA team. 
uh, the San Francisco, the San Diego team. I still call it the San Diego Chargers. But Justin Herbert with the Chargers is also a good, solid starting option this week. Definitely. Yeah, Herbert, he, he's he's been solid all around. Um, I've, I've always liked him. I, I would pick him up. He'd be top, definitely my top five of uh, quarterback. So, absolutely, I agree with you there. So now that we know that Anthony Richardson is back from a fantasy uh, perspective, is he someone that you look at starting this week or you give him a, a couple more weeks to see what happens? Uh, if you have him, he, I don't think he's the league's worst, but I don't think he's the league's best either. Um, I think he'll be your mid. If, if, if you're good on receivers and running backs, you're getting points other places, go ahead and start him. I, I think, you know, the biggest risk with him is throwing interceptions. Uh, he's going to get your points on the ground, which is always nice. They're, they're for sure points, but you know, I, his biggest risk is only risk that I see is him throwing receptions or him getting hurt again. But you know, with a concussion, uh, you're, you're not going to you're not going to finger where you can re-aggravate it. So I think you're good to start him if you got him. Well, I know they're they're playing the Rams tomorrow at home. That brings Matthew Stafford to town. Uh, you don't like to root for another team when you're. They're playing your team. But if you have Matthew Stafford and you're a Colts fan, you should go ahead and play Matthew Stafford. What are your thoughts? Always play Matthew Stafford. That guy, he, he, I, just, I like him. He's, <laughs> you know, he's a winner for sure. Um, I, I think that the Rams are, you know, I think they're better than their record shows. I think I think they're a solid football team. I think this is going to really test the Colts this weekend. Um, but absolutely, I, I love Matthew Stafford as a player. I just confirmed that the Jacksonville Jaguars are in London. By the way, that seems to be another home field for them. This seems like when you watch the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, they do well. And it seems like the fans in London love the Jaguars. Love them. So Maybe go. it's the color of their jerseys or something. I don't know why they would. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. C.J. Stroud uh, with the Texans, another rookie quarterback. Uh, we were obviously able to, to go in and get a win with the Colts. I would say we, the Colts, I'm part owner of the Colts. I, I didn't know if you knew that or not. So when <laughs> I say we, I mean the Colts. But uh, you're able to go in and get a win against the Texans. And C.J. Stroud did not have a very good day. But overall, C.J. Stroud's been a solid fantasy uh, quarterback, wouldn't you say? Yeah, C.J. Stroud, solid. Um you know, I, I don't look to pick him up. I never did. But there's just something about those Ohio State quarterbacks are all over the NFL here, it seems. Uh, I don't think he's known any interceptions from what I know. Uh, so he, I mean, when the guy's not losing you any points, all you know, he's he's a solid pick in my opinion. Um, he, again, I think he's one of those middle-of-the-pack guys, but he's he's low risk. He's not going to lose your points by throwing interceptions. I think he's pretty smart with the ball. Yeah, something about those Ohio State fans, those Ohio State quarterbacks. <laughs> I get a friend that would argue all day long. So if if the Ohio State wins, it's because they did everything right. If Ohio State loses, it's because they did everything right. It just didn't go the way that it was supposed to go. And it was, he'll make a whole explanation around how it was not Ohio State's fault that they lost. So right. But, yeah, I was but, at the know, Indiana I, Ohio I, State game, so I was around a lot of Ohio State fans a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, you're spot on there. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do we think about Matt Jones? I'm not a Patriots fan, never have been. I guess it's the, it's a it's a go back to Tom Brady days. 
Uh, so I'm just not a Patriots fan. Uh, but uh, Mac Jones is doing better than a lot of quarterbacks in the fantasy world. Yeah, they're kind of giving him a hard time um, for, from what I see. So he's been good in the past. I think, you know, everyone's freaking out because, you know, Belichick's not winning games. But I, I think he's a good quarterback, I mean, personally. One other quarterback that I like, and that is uh, Jordan Love with uh, the Green Bay Packers. He has picked up the Aaron Rodgers torch, and uh, no pun intended, has picked up the Aaron Rodgers torch and ran for it. And he's doing well uh, in fantasy football. Jordan Love, what are your thoughts uh, with him this week? Yeah, I like like Jordan Love. Um, I think the Packers are, you know, they're they're sitting at 500, but I think they're another one of those teams that are definitely better than they showed, uh, you know, in their last game. They they look terrible, but Jordan Love is I think he's a great great quarterback. If you have Jordan Love, he should be starting. Um, you know, a guy makes good decisions and airs the ball out. So absolutely, I think I think Jordan Love's a great great addition. All right, let's kind of go through the league here and just look at some different options for people. Derrick Henry. Uh, our our good friend Mason has a huge man crush on. I offered him a great trade for it. He's he's washed out after one poor fa- fantasy uh, performance. He t- he should have taken me up on that trade. Actually, that's pretty asinine. But <laughs> you know, but that is what that is what a lot of people are saying is that Terry Henry is now washed up uh, after one bad uh, fantasy performance. Uh, the Browns have a really good defense, right? Number one overall in scoring, and, and that shut down the entire Titans offense last week. Not just him. Yeah. So I, I, I think, think if you got Derrick Henry, you, you should be solid with him. But I agree. I would say don't tell Mason that. He owns one NFL jersey, and it's a Derrick Henry jersey. So you'll hurt his feelings there. Yeah, he really <laughs> owns one NFL jersey, and it's Derrick Henry. So but, no, I, 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 you know. I don't think he's washed up at all. I think I think Derrick Henry. I mean, that guy, he was incredible just a season ago. I think I think you know Derrick Henry. You should have him playing because his ceiling is so high. I think he should definitely be in your starting lineup. Well, I offered him a trade, and his response was, "I'm a fair manager, but you have to come out with me more than that to get Derrick Henry." I'm like, "That's what, dude. He's he's washed up, man. He's washed up." <laughs> Kareem Williams with the Rams will be here in town in Indianapolis. No running back has played more offensive snaps than Williams this season. The second-year pro has uh, played an absurd has played an absurd 86.1% of the Rams' offense snaps. Uh, if you're to believe what you read in next-gen stats, stats Kareem Williams, what are your thoughts? Anyone that's playing that much, they should be in your starting lineup. Absolutely. Um, that's the oh, receivers. I look at how many targets they, you know, are projected or how many targets they've had in previous games, and that's what I go off of. Um, so if someone's playing that much, absolutely, I love it. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and T. Higgins. Uh, would you believe me if I told you that T. Higgins has uh, rallied the same number of targets as Mike Evans? It's, it's not off of fantasy scores. No, I mean he. Uh, I have him. He he had a good week too, but his, his overall he had a terrible two weeks. So uh, no, <laughs> would not. <laughs> well, Higgins has has just ten receptions through the first three games, but Higgins has seen the last eight targets in each game. 
yet he's posted fewer than 25 yards with zero touchdowns in two of those games. Oh, I know. So, he, so, he, he cost me one that first week. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's one of those he's one of those players you've got him, but other players he's one of those players that might be available on the wire, but you might be able to get a nice trade for him, and he'd be he'd be good to. Maybe one of those ones that you want to buy low with. Um, let's that's, talk about how, let's let's like switch the gears a little bit. If we're going to talk about buy high and sell high or whatever, we'll sell high with Alvin Kamara uh, with the Saints. Um, it may be weird to say sell high on a player player coming off a three game suspension who has yet to play a snap this season. But I think Kamara's fantasy value could be at its peak. There are many fantasy managers desperate for good running backs. Uh, I could use a better running back, but I'm okay with what I got. And Kamara has enough name value that people would, would jump at the chance to trade uh, for him uh, ahead of his return on Sunday. So maybe you can find him on the waiver, but I bet you, you can find some uh, uh, fantasy owners that pick him up and like, well, shit. And uh, I can't uh, can't play him now. Maybe they'll, they'll 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 make a trade. What do you think about Alvin Kamara? Yeah, I tried that out in one of my leagues. I, I picked him up, but drafted him late, um, and then had him on my bench, and then I had him in as a flex this week um, in one of my other leagues. So I agree with you. I mean, he, there's more risk in him. Um, I think I think I think the best way to use him is you're right, using him as a as a trade, maybe trade for somebody else because yeah, he does. He's got a lot of a lot of umph behind his name. He's a, he's a big name in the NFL for sure. Well, let's talk about one more player, and that's Cortland Sutton uh, with the Denver Broncos wide receiver. We just talked a little bit about the Broncos uh, and the Bears, and it's being the toilet bowl, as you put it. Uh, it. It took an absolute beat down from the Dolphins for Sutton to finally have a big fantasy day. Sutton still has yet to hit 20 fantasy points in a game with Russell Wilson as his starting quarterback. And really, if I'm a Broncos fan and I knew I was getting Russell Wilson, I'm, I'm, I'm upset right now. I'm like, this is not the, this is not the Russell Wilson that was in Seattle. This is a completely different Russell Wilson. And, and, and I, we didn't even, there's a reason we didn't even bring him up in our, in our fantasy conversation as far as quarterbacks. So you got, excuse me, you got a great wide receiver like Cortland Sutton, who's just basically uh, wasting his talent with the Broncos right now. But there you go. He's a good person to try to to, to get hot. What are your What are your thoughts? Do you want Do we want to pick him up? Do we want to leave him on the waiver? Do you want to trade for him? What are your thoughts on Cortland Sutton? I just I would I just wouldn't want to pick anybody up with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. But looking at his targets, I mean they are going up. He started with five week one, then seven week two, and eleven week three, and he's been consistent um, with his scoring and with his you know his fantasy scoring there. So yeah, I, honestly, he he wouldn't be bad. I, I I would pick him up if I if I was if I was a little weak in the receiver room, I I, I would pick him up absolutely. All right, question of the day that everybody's going to get asked today: Have you seen Talladega Nights? Oh, absolutely. I've probably seen. I've seen <laughs> The best movie, and uh, we'll try to watch oh, it yeah. this weekend if, we, if we've got time. It is Talladega uh, weekend, and, and so we're going to be talking about Talladega a little bit later on. So the question of the day, and what's your favorite What's your favorite Talladega quote? I think I might hmm. make that a poll. There's so many good ones in that movie. 
I thought you were going to get ready to ask what's my favorite scene, and I was going to say, the one where he's like, oh. I'm on fire. He's running around, and he's not on fire. One of my favorites. That's one of my favorites, too, as well. I love the one uh, the one scene where they're around the table and they're praying. You pray to baby Jesus, the grown-up Jesus. And the, the grandpa the grandpa starts chiming in, and he says, and the two kids, enough out of you, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa's name is Chip, I think. That's funny. And, uh, there's there's the one scene where he's trying to get him uh trying to get uh Will Farrell back in the race car his dad is he, he goes, You better you better go, you better go fast and there's like a cougar in his is uh is in the car with him and he's like driving fast and then he gets he's like, Oh well by the way, there's a a, a brick of a uh a brick of a uh cocaine underneath your car or whatever. Uh, I love it. I love yep. it. The cops are coming. <laughs> if I had talked to my grandpa the way they talked to their grandpa, life would not have been so good for me at that point. We wouldn't. Don't drive with your eyes. Drive with your heart, man. man. That's right. If you ain't first, you're last. That's one of my. I favorites. love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, my friend. I appreciate it. I hope you do well in fantasy football. Do extremely well until you play me, and then you're in for an ass whipping. But. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, my friend. Have yourself a good weekend. Thank you so much as always. You as well. Thank you. All right, buddy. Nate Snyder helping us break down fans football huddle. Uh, Yeah, it's Talladega. And I'm going to get that up on a poll. Maybe Melissa can help us get that up on Twitter. What is your favorite Talladega night? Well, we'll put a few options up there for you, and then we'll put the option of other on there for you as well. Your favorite Talladega quote. My name is Tom Marcos, El Presidente. Stick around. It's about to get good. It's already getting good, isn't it? In my stones, let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down at the Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We Rockefellers, we fly higher than weather. And she flies the better. You know me. In anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, rain man is back with little Miss Sunshine. Be honest, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. 
so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal art. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, it's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's... Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they... Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and okay. roasted. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about the science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me. Mandy. Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? 
Do I have to leave? Is this any way to treat an intimate friend? should be paying him, according to Jonathan Taylor. So stick around. Uh, more to, to come on that this next week. It's certainly a lot to be talking about in next week's, uh, ne- next week's show. 
Well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, some fantasy football as we get you ready for uh, week four of your fantasy football. I am undefeated. I know it all. When it comes to God, being on loan from God, that's me. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, let's talk a little bit about some of who you should be looking at. We talked. We talked. We had a chance to talk a little bit about some of the quarterbacks uh, in to look at this week. A couple of other ones, you know, that you want to look at. We we talked about C.J. Stroud and Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert. But let's talk a little bit about Jordan Love. Jordan Love and uh, Jared Carr. Is he going to be able to play? I'm not sure. So there's some quarterbacks in the middle middle of the pack that you might still want to take a look at. We talked a little bit about Keenan Williams and T. Higgins. Uh, and Alvin Kamara, and but I, what a couple other players that we didn't get to that I that I thought that we could maybe get to is uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts tied tied in for the Atlanta Falcons. For whatever reason, uh, fantasy managers will not give up on Kyle Pitts on the Kyle Pitts fantasy experience, if you will. I personally have never been a part of it. Uh, and I don't get it. I don't understand why all the fantasy managers in the world are so in love with Kyle Pitts. Can somebody please tell me what it is about this guy? I have never been a part of it, but I can't imagine it being a fun ride. I mean, in more than half of his games since 2022, Pitts has scored fewer than five fantasy points. Please, somebody else tell me why Kyle Pitts is the guy for you. I mean, if you eat a pet peach, do you eat the pit? I don't know. Like I said, he, Pitts has scored fewer than five fantasy points. He has scored more than ten. He has scored more than ten fantasy points just twice during that span. The potential ceiling that people keep holding out for hope that maybe this is the year uh, might be lower than than we want it to be. I, I don't get it. If he's on your team, get rid of him. Go find another tight end. There's plenty of tight ends to look at. Uh, you know, give him credit. Maybe he had a little bit of fantasy performance last week with five receptions of 40, 41 yard, yards. Use that as trade value. If you got him on your team, trade him. Trade him. And believe me, there's some, there's some good tight ends out there. Uh, go go search for it. Go search. In fact, I'll tell you what, real quickly here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who to look for. Dalton, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Gerald Edwards, Hayden Hurst. Those are all tight ends that you can look for. I just don't get it. Maybe Maybe somebody can help me understand Nice win for the Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers at home. You know, and, and I have to say, I thought, well, are the Lions the real deal? I've got a, another good friend and a good friend of the show, Rick Rick, and y'all know him, uh, is a big Lions fan. Am I buying into the am I buying into the Lions hype? Am I is this is this what I'm am I really buying into the Lions hype? I don't know. 
they are certainly creating a lot of hype. And I know I probably said last last year they weren't as good as, uh, you know, they were, but they did win when they win nine games last year, got into the playoffs. So I guess they're a better team than the Colts were last year, right? You know, talk about tight ends. Look at TJ Hawkinson. It's a it's a matchup between the Vikings and the Panthers. Hawkinson will tear up the Carolinas defense via of the play action passing defense. Uh, if you don't have TJ Hawkinson and he's available, go ahead and pick him up uh, for your uh, fantasy football. Let's also look at a wide receiver Chris Olave, uh, New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, on your fantasy football, sorry, they're not playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right this week. Sorry about that. Didn't want to confuse you because you know that I just said the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, I, I think we're back. Uh, had a little bit of a glitch there. Not sure exactly what happened, but I, mean, I think we're we're back. It wouldn't be fun if it wasn't live. If it wasn't live on live 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 radio, right? Here we go. That's okay. We can we can survive. We can survive. We're talking about fantasy uh, football. Fantasy football and who to start, who not to start. Talking about some wide receivers, talking about some running backs. Who to start, who not to start. <laughs> let's let, let's talk a little bit about the Indianapolis Colts and the fantasy value. You know, I told you earlier on in the season to please stay away from uh, the Indianapolis Colts and their their fantasy. I uh, I still believe that even though they're winning, and even though they are. You're getting some fantasy points. We're seeing Anthony Richardson return this week. I would certainly be very conservative with playing him at this moment. Uh, it's just, there's just a lot of the unknowns. Uh, next week, by the way, the uh, week five, I believe, is when the bye weeks start. Now, there's something you got to start looking at with your your fantasy uh, football is the uh, the bye weeks and. Uh, you know, some some managers they they're like, well, you know, uh, they don't pay attention, and then the bye week set them, and then they end up losing. They're like, what the hell? Well, that's because you didn't pay attention to your players being on the bye. It's a very so. It's like running out of gas. I, I feel like that's one thing in the world that you can control, and that's don't run out of gas. Don't play your players on the bye week. Don't play your players on the bye week. Let's talk just I'm just gonna bounce around fantasy football. I know people have different types of league and different players, but let's just kind of go through there. Like I said, the bye weeks don't begin until week five, which is next week. Uh, but with you know the good thing about bye weeks is it gives an opportunity for players who are injured to get uh, get better and get back on the field. So your injured players 
you know, the bye weeks are, are good to help them. Of course, you know, depending on when your bye week is, you know, it may play a different story in it. But they don't begin until week five, which is next week. But like I said, with with injuries just mounting up this year, it just and maybe it's just in my mind, but it seems like there's been plenty of of uh, uh, football fantasy football injuries this week, and there are still plenty of holes uh, to plug in your in your week four fantasy football lineups. Uh, just to go through here, after suffering a high uh, high ankle sprain during week two, uh, week two in over the Cardinals, Giants running backs Shaquan Shaquan Barkley. Uh, missed out last Thursday's game against the 49ers. His status does appear to be up in the air against the Seahawks, Seahawks on Monday night. I think playing Shaquan Barkley this week could be a risk for you. But, again, I'm a conservative guy. If they're saying that he can play, you know, and you don't have any other better options, I'm not saying drop him because you certainly want to keep him on your – you can, you want to keep him on your squad, you know, but I don't know. I think maybe putting Shaquan, Shaquan Barkley on, on the bench would not hurt. If you don't have Matt Beretta on your, uh, uh, on your roster, chances are you won't have the luxury of gambling on Barkley as a game-time decision. So with a reliable set of week four fantasy football, um, when you look at the rankings, you can find – a very capable replacement for anybody uh, if you go out there and play that waiver wire correctly. And, and I'm a big fan of doing that early. So if you do have one of your key players get injured, you can you have a strong bench. I, I, I've always felt like in fantasy football, the best thing you can do for your team is to build your bench and to strengthen your bench. Um, so I, w- I would definitely definitely do that. Some of the uh, some of the um, players I would look at in, that might still be. I, I know we're one day away from Week Four starting. Well, actually, in theory, it started on Thursday. So look, go through some of these players, if you will. Um, one player that I think is is available, or at least a good look at, maybe make a trade if you don't if you need a good wide receiver is Jacoby Myers. He was in New England uh, as the number one receiver. Myers signed a three-year, $33 million deal to, to join Las Vegas as the number two receiver but behind Devontae Adams this offseason. So he's going to get some playing time. And he's, if you need a good wide receiver on your team, he's certainly the a guy I would look at uh, for sure. Myers was targeted 10 times and caught nine passes for 81 yards and two touchdowns during week one over the Broncos. He missed two uh, week. This week, two against the Bills because of a concussion being a concussion uh, protocol. He's cleared that protocol now and, and just in time to, to take the field in week three, catching seven of the nine targets for 80, 85 yards playing against a Chargers defense that really ra- ranks last in, in the in the NFL pass defense. Um, I, I would look at Jacoby Myers as, as an opportunity for a, a good receiver. Um and there again, you know, Mike Evans, wide receiver, Buccaneers, who's coming off a nine consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, has started 91% uh, in, in fantasy football leagues. Um, he stumbled a little bit, uh, but I, Mike Evans, you probably are going to find that he's going to uh, – you're going you're gonna to have to trade for him. 
I would imagine. That would be my guess. Most most good solid uh, fantasy uh, owners have uh, already picked up Mike Evans, but if not, by all means, go for it. That would be who I would who I would recommend. And and, and then again, we're we're in the last minute here, and and that's why you you lean on us, you lean on us to be able to give you that fantasy uh, value and what to do in your fantasy uh, team. Uh, thank you, uh, Nate Snyder, for joining us and helping us break down fantasy football. But, uh, you know, some of the most frustrating frustrating uh, things about a manager is, you know, injuries and who to pick up on the waiver. And if you spend the time, you can find a lot of good stuff on the waivers. Um, you know, here's the thing. We, we talked about C.J. Stroud and you know, C.J. Stroud is a, a good, solid quarterback. I mean, like I said, he's he's scoring a lot of fantasy points. He's scoring a lot of um, he's scoring more than my two fantasy thing. But yeah, he's an Ohio State quarterback. He's one of those guys. <laughs> uh, obviously, he's a rookie uh, in in a quarterback class that had several big name players in it. Uh, you know, while Anthony Richardson, you know, keep going back to him, was labeled one of the best. Uh, fantasy quarterbacks that you could get at, get at, but we haven't seen a lot. We we hope to see more from him. I mean, I think once he gets in there and starts starts playing, we're going to be able to see him in a lot well, it, it, to to get what he's picked up from people. My name's Tom Marquez, El Presidente. We got. I think we got all the glitches. Uh, I think we got all the glitches uh, fixed for now. We got all the gremlins out of our board for now. My name's Tom Marquez, El Presidente. Stick around. It's still getting good. It's even getting better right here on the Balance Radio Network. Hi, this is a good one, kind of groove. component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. 
I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh my god, it talks! Run! No, it's me, Linda from HR. It looks hungry! Save the children! Save them! Stay back! I've got mates! No, moving! It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they... Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. I'm naming Cal Norton Jr. as the driver. drivers out there, if you smell a delicious, crispy smell after the race, it's not your tailpipe, it's a little bit of shake, and then bake. Shake and bake! That's what you say! Get used to
thing But I sure do like your style And I can all right, and welcome back to the Balance One Eight Salt Market Sale President. It is Shake and Bake Weekend. That's right, baby. Thank you, Nate Snyder, for, for jumping on fantasy football huddle with us and helping us get everything set up for fantasy football. But joining us now, and it's not a fantasy, it's Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast and the Fan Place. How are you, Tony? Tom, how are you? Uh, ready to rock and roll. Good weekend for sports. Anthony Richardson back with the Colts. We got the Ryder Cup Team USA. Let's go. And then, of course, Talladega. Now, I, I assume, but I don't want to assume too much. Have you seen the movie Talladega Nights? Uh, yeah, um, of course I have. I actually, I've been to Talladega several times, and one of the times we were there, they were shooting some film on it. So, uh, nice. I was, I spent my uh, my 18th birthday at Talladega, Alabama, actually as well. So I've been there several times. I love it. I was surprised when this week when I was talking to people at work about Talladega, I had never seen the movie. First of all, you don't have to be a NASCAR fan, but it's got some of the best quotes in the whole in the whole world. What's your, what's your favorite quote of Talladega Nights? Um, I like at the end after the credits when he goes back through it, he's like talking about some of the uh, some of the sponsors he has. But um, I love when uh, what do they call her, Miss Jim Beam, the the owner's wife who gets super drunk at the track all the time and. <laughs> Yeah, she just loves when those cars whiz by. So that's probably my favorite quote. I, I love the scene when the, the grandpa is like scolding the grandkids. Don't get, don't be messing with me, old man. We're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's the best movie ever. Real quickly, what are your thoughts on uh, the Ryder Cup? It looks like Team USA has a moderately good chance of pulling this off. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was a rough start. Um, Xander Shoffley didn't really get them going, but, um, you know, that's why it's, that's why they play all four days, right? That's why it's a tournament. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are getting up or staying up late, I guess. I know 1 a.m. was the tea time the other night. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll see. It's, uh, it's, you know, I think I think it's one of those things where even if you're not a golf fan, you know, watching anything to support Team USA is what people love to do, and people get behind it because it's Team USA. That's a great reason to go to Rome. If you didn't have a reason to go to Rome, you had a reason to go to Rome. If you had the where, whereabouts to, to go to Rome. There's a couple of people on my team that's out in New York City uh, went to the Ryder Cup in Rome this weekend. So pretty cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about Talladega. Steve Wilson of Speedway Digest is at Talladega and was unable to join us today. I appreciate you helping us out uh, with this. And, and, and I know you're big into NASCAR and IndyCar, and we'll get into the IndyCar uh, funny season here in just a minute. But as you mentioned, Talladega is one of the, the biggest races of NASCAR, certainly rolling into the playoff uh, season here with NASCAR. Uh, what are your thoughts and takeaways to the Xfinity race today? Yeah. You know, I think everybody's hyping up for, for the playoffs. I think on the cup side of things, you've got two races left with Talladega and the Charlotte Roval next weekend, which, you know, as, as we've learned, can be two total wild cards in this entire thing. Um, you know, as far as Xfinity goes, you know Old Reliable is going to be there, and Justin Allgaier, he's, you know, got a win over the last couple of weeks, and, and, and he's setting himself up uh, pretty nicely. And on the cup side, you know, it's, interesting to see Denny Hamlin wins at Bristol, William Byron. I mean, William Byron's been the best driver all year. He's got the most wins, uh, but this is what the playoffs do, right? You've got to win to get in and win to advance. He does that last week in Texas. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. It's always, 
uh, kind of a crapshoot? Can you get to the end? Can you avoid the big crash? Uh, can you can you can you get stage points? You know, it's, we used to see drivers kind of run around the back and say, "All right, I'm going to go racing with about 20 laps to go." But with stage points so important right now, you know, you got to really pick and choose your battles. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this thing goes tomorrow. You've got Kyle Busch right on the uh, being eliminated from the playoffs. He won here back in April. Bubba Wallace is in that bubble line as well. He's I think he's eighth in cup points right now after a pole position in the third place finish last week. Um, but, you know, it's, anything can happen, and, and, and that's kind of what Talladega is all about. Well, the Xfinity race doesn't run today, but they did run last week in Texas. And I am really liking John Hunter Navichek. He's really been able to capitalize and really been able to, to – uh, Make us make a scene, if you will, in the in the playoffs. John Hunter Namacek, what are your thoughts? I think he has a very legit chance of winning this championship. Yeah, this is a guy that ran for a, a you know front row motorsports a full season of Cup two years ago, and uh, you know didn't really perform. Although it wasn't the greatest of race cars, uh, got a lot of experience, a lot of a lot of learning experience. He took that down to the Truck Series last year. Won some races, was the favorite in a few different places, and um, you know now this Xfinity deal, and he's going to be back next year, as we've learned. Um, yeah, he's 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 kind of been firing on all cylinders, and seems like him and Justin Allgaier are the two guys to beat. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Truck Series. They take the track there in Talladega today at one o'clock, and in their playoff series uh, turn out playoffs return to action there in Talladega. First of all, talk with us a little bit about the makeup of the track. What makes it such a great track, and what are some of the challenges that the truck teams and the Cup Series, for that matter, uh, face at Talladega? Yeah, actually, I was at the first race for the Truck Series at Talladega back in 2007, uh, won by Mark Martin, so there's your fast fact of the day. Um, you know, look, with the Truck Series, man, it's always entertaining. You've always got a lot of guys that, you know, you got to watch out for. You've got drivers that are going for those playoff points. you got drivers that are out of the playoffs going for the win. This might be their last chance to get a win this season, um, you know, because this is this is one of those tracks that kind of brings everybody together. It, it, it's kind of the great equalizer, and everybody's got a chance to win. You know, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of drivers that you know maybe you would you would normally see, um, you know, at a Texas or at a Bristol or at a Darlington. You know, you you see them now with a chance to win at Talladega. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how these drivers race. You know, are you going to race for points? Are you going to race for a win? Are you going to be respectable for those around you? Uh, that's all easy and fun to say, you know, until that green flag flies and, you know, you go for the race win, after, you know, towards the end of the race. So, um, yeah, you got to play it smart. There's a lot of young drivers. Um, obviously, you know, Corey Himes, a really good driver. Christian mm-hmm. Eckes, that's really good on the short track. Carson Hostevar, who has kind of been floating back and forth between uh, filling in on the cup side and, and running full-time or full-time truck. We know uh, he'll, he'll be piloting that, that, that 42 car for Noah Gregson. Um, and then, you know, you got a guy like Zane Smith, who is really good on the restrictor plate, won at Daytona earlier in the season. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Certainly, Corey Heim is, is the, the favorite driver to watch there in the truck series as well. What are some of the challenges that you think that he has, though, to get to the championship this year? 
I'm not quite sure I, I understood the question, but you know, look, it, it's it's go or go home time in all three series, right? This is why NASCAR made the playoffs. This is why, um, you know, they make it so exciting. They they don't want somebody to go into the into the last race of the year with the championship already locked up, uh, you know. And it's it's just like any other, you know, it's just like any other playoff. You gotta you gotta get in. You gotta be good enough to get in, and then when you get in, you gotta perform to make it to the top. So. Uh, I kind of like the format. I like what they've done. It really spices things up. They had to do something. You know, this this came about for NASCAR, you know, what, 15 years ago, and they've adjusted it. You've had knockout and playoff rounds where, you know, if you if you can steal a win in one of the rounds and advance forward, all of a sudden it kind of changes the landscape. So, um, Talladega is, is, is the wild card for the truck. It's the wild card for the Cup Series tomorrow. And, and don't be surprised if somebody gets up there and snags the win that you may not think uh, has a chance going in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about the cup race tomorrow in Talladega. You know, all eyes are, are on Talladega, and Talladega is going to be uh, the, the make or break of, of, a, of a season, if you will. William Byron, though, really been wa- liking to watch him uh, this year. He's, he's number one in, in, the, in the lead in the cup series. What are your thoughts about William Byron and his stride to continue on for this championship? Yeah, as I kind of mentioned when we when we first started this conversation, I mean, it's it's been his season, right? It's it's it has been it's been his uh, it's been his season. It's been something that he's been really good at. He's been an exciting driver. Um, see what he's got five wins this season. Um, he's super fast. Um, you know, and we'll see how he plays it. You know, at Talladega is a place where you don't want to ruin anything, and we already know that he's into the championship hunt. So he's probably just thinking more more playoff points tomorrow and. And, and go for that victory, and I think he's got a really good chance in that number 24 car. He's been great everywhere they've gone this year, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's been a great season, and it's, it's nice to see that 24 car made so famous by Jeff Gordon uh, running up front. I know Chase Elliott ran it for a few years um, after Jeff Gordon retired, uh, and then he went to the 9 car, but now the 24 is kind of back uh, and, and, and in championship form. So uh, it's, been, it's been a career season so far for William Byron. Let's go through some of the uh, top drivers that, that we have are looking at. Kyle Larson had a bad week last week, and it pushed him down to eighth in, in the in the playoff standings there. Uh, Kyle Larson is in a fight for his life, uh, per se. Uh, what are your thoughts about him and making a comeback? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Larson is one of the best drivers there is. And, um, you know, you, you, you're fighting, and, you know, you're going to – everybody's going to have one one playoff race where things just don't go their way. and you got to recover from that. you got to be on your A game. I mean, you know, you look at this and it's, it's like, oh, man, like Joey Logano's out of it. Some of these, like, major drivers that you think should be uh, battling for an NASCAR championship are out of it. So that just shows, like, how, how hardcore it is. And, um, you know, you look at a guy like Kyle Larson who right now sits eighth in the points. He's got three wins on the season and 13 top tens. Uh, or excuse me, 13 top fives, that's the most of any driver, yet he's on the cusp of not making it because he's not performing. So look for Larson to lead laps tomorrow, collect stage points, and be in contention for a win. All right, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here for a few drivers, and we'll just go through these, and you just tell me what your thoughts are. Denny Hamlin sets at number two. Yeah, I mean, Denny Hamlin's so good on restrictor plates, it's hard to count him out tomorrow. Um, You know, he's right there battling for the championship. Uh, second in points right now. He he will more than likely be in that final four. Chris Buescher, number three. Yeah, you know, Buescher, it's, 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 if you would have said at the beginning of the year, 
well, he's going to have three wins and possibly more. I probably would have said you're crazy, but man, these uh, the the Roush Fenway driver, the Roush Fenway Keselowski drivers with Brad there in seventh. I mean, you can't count Brad Keselowski out. They've been so good on the restrictor plate. They've been so fast. They've been the best four team. Uh, I think the 17 and the six car with Brad Keselowski and, and Chris Buescher are going to be factors tomorrow. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. Obviously, uh, he's not retiring. He's coming back for another year next year. But he's tell, but looks like he's finishing this year pretty pretty strong. Yeah, he's usually that. You know, he reminds me of Dale Jarrett. Like right? Dale Jarrett was quiet. It was kind of boring when Dale Jarrett won races, right? Because he just usually whipped everybody's butt. Um, you know, Truex isn't the greatest driver at Talladega, but he's methodical and he's smart enough that you know he may not be around most of the day, but. You're going to look up with 10 laps to go, and Truex is going to be running a solid eight. Ross Chastain. I like Ross Chastain. I've been a fan of him all year long. It would really be nice for him to win a championship. I don't know if that's possible at this point, but Ross Chastain, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, you look at what Chastain's at right now, and only one win on the season. Um, you know, and everybody else around him has multiple wins besides Brad Keselowski. Uh, Chastain's going to be fast. Those track house cars, him and his teammate Daniel Suarez, are always fast. But it just seems like Chastain's always either involved in a wreck or he's got one coming for him. So uh, we'll see what he can do tomorrow. I don't expect him to win, uh, but leading laps and a solid top ten finish should, should should be in the cards. Well, real quickly, one more driver, and then I want to get to the IndyCar uh, funny season uh, for, with you real quickly, though. Uh, Brad Kolowski. We we just talked about him two seconds ago, uh, but certainly he's uh, driving a Ford. Uh, Ford would love to have a championship. I don't think that's going to happen this year for Brad. But man, it, it's been fun to watch him climb the ladder this year. Yeah, you know when 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 Kozlowski, you know, went over to Roush Fenway and it became Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing. You were like, okay, this is a team that really hasn't performed. Is Brad the guy at his age that can kind of turn things around? And, and Chris Bush has got three wins this year. He got a hot there towards the end of the summer. Um, look, I think Brad is always a factor on restrictor play races, and I think his only hope at a championship is to win tomorrow. Um, and I think he's going to go for broke. I don't think he's going to get it done at the Charlotte Roval next week. So I think, you know, he's looking at this as a do or die, and he's always good at these restrictor plays. So it's hard to, uh, it's hard to bet against him. Talking to Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast and the fan place. Tony, let's talk, talk, uh, take a look about the IndyCar funny season. We know uh, Kyle Kirkwood uh, extends his deal with Andretti as he should. Uh, but what are your thoughts about that deal coming together? Yeah, you kind of knew that was going to come. Uh, it's his second year in the series. Um, and it's, it's not ironic that we, we're, we're, we're starting to learn that Andretti Global is going to go to Formula One which will, you know, allow Kyle Kirkwood to kind of be the, the next man up on that team, especially if Colton Herta goes to Formula One, which is expected to happen. Uh, good for Kyle Kirkwood. Two wins this year on street courses. Long Beach, that's huge. That's probably the second most prestigious race on the calendar. And they go down to, the, go down to Nashville and get a win. Uh, was also big for that 2017. So, uh, no shock that uh, Kyle Kirkwood will be locked up at, a, at Andretti Global for, for years to come. Good to hear. Good news. I like Kyle. He's, he's, he's good stuff. Let's just go through some of the teams here. A.J. Foyt Racing, uh, the best bet that Benjamin Peterson and, and uh, Santonio Ferrucci, sorry, returned uh, for second season with the team led by Larry Foyt. 
but there's a new alliance with Team Pinsky that could change things. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that Benjamin Peterson's back. That's kind of the money lion in the whole deal. And then, you know, Santino Ferrucci, you know, not a good season, but but you're going to look back and say for the win. Now you give them a Pinsky alliance. And, you know, for Santino, you're going, all right, man, you're not going to really contend for top ten at any other track. But, damn, we're going to have a really good shot to go to um, Indy and win it. I think that brings Santino back for at least one more go-round. Um, he's a fast driver, so I'm interested to see what this team can do and how they can turn it around with this Penske alliance. I think all eyes are on Errol McClain. Uh, the lineup appears to be set uh, with last week's confirmation of David Malukas replacing Felix Rogofest and the number six car. Uh, Pato Award, Alexander Rossi will return in the number five and number seven. The only question is, uh, will there be an association with another Chevrolet organization? For example, does there become a formal connection with Juco's Racing uh, for the Indianapolis 500 uh, or, or what have you? And, of course, we also know that Kyle Larson is going to be running the Indianapolis 500 with Errol McLaren next year. What, what's, where, where are our thoughts on Errol McLaren? I know everybody's watching him and, and that team and seeing what's going on there. Yeah, you know, you got a lot going into the next season. It's Pato Award, that guy that can win you a championship. He was very consistent this year, a bunch of podium finishes, but didn't win a race. Alexander Rossi was kind of he just kind of blah in the middle of, of, of the pack, finished top ten in points in his first year. David Malukas, this is a huge step for him. He's a great driver. He's a great up-and-coming American talent. Uh, and then you add Kyle Larson to the mix for the 500. That's going to put a lot more eyes on your team. Uh, one of the better marketing teams in IndyCar. He'll test here in two weeks at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, you know, and then, you know, they had sold some sponsorship with the Alex Pillow contract coming over. And now that Alex Pillow is not coming over, um, it's interesting to see um, what they will do moving forward. Um, maybe they do align with Unco Challenger Racing to kind of get some of those sponsors on those cars. Let's talk a little bit about Ed Carpenter Racing, right? Arena CK will return to the team, but it's not clear whether or not the driver of the number 20 car, it seems Ryan Hunter Ray, uh, will not be returning uh, following. Uh, I thought that he, he made a va- valuable contribution to Ed Carpenter Racing, but it appears that that, that, that won't be continuing on. So who's going to be driving that number 20 car? Do you know? Yeah, I think that was kind of the deal with Ryan Hunter Ray. Hey, come in and finish out the season for us. We'll, We'll give you a hefty sum of money. Just keep it competitive and, and don't wreck race cars. And uh, that's what Ryan Hunter Ray did. Looks like Renus VK will be back in the saddle in that number 21 car. But that 20 car that was vacated by Connor Daly when he was fired after the Indianapolis 500, um, it could be Oliver Askew who tested for them last week. It could possibly be uh, Christian Rasmussen, who's last year's Indy Next champion. It's, it's all about money, and it's all about who can, who can keep that car competitive. Uh, and we'll see what happens. I think it'll be Christian Rasmussen. You hope that a guy that, that goes out and wins the Indian X Championship will at least get a full-time ride, but we know that that's not guaranteed, so we'll see what happens. One more team here that I want to talk with you about, Meyer Shank uh, Racing. Uh, the the shakeup here is pretty conser- uh, considerable. Sorry, Elio Castroneves and Simon Pagenaud have been replaced by, by Rosenquist and rookie Tom Blumenquist, uh, Castroneves. We'll be moving into a team co-ownership and driver coach role, which will get another chance to win an Indy, uh, an Indy 500 as well, possibly. But Meyer Shake Racing, uh, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, you, there was a lot of uh, rumors that maybe Linus Lundquist 
uh, would end up at that team. But it, it, it's hard for a team like Meyer Shank, who had such an uncompetitive year, to go in with two rookies um, into the season. So Tom Blomquist is the guy they're going to give a chance. They're going to give a two-year deal to. Uh, they're going to give him a chance to see what he can do. Uh, coming over from sports cars, and you really had to go get a veteran driver, a driver that could set up the car, a driver that could give good feedback outside of what Elio is going to give you. And that's Felix Rosenquist. It's, it's, it's a fresh start for Felix. Uh, this is a guy that came in with Chip Ganassi, or you know, came in with Chip Ganassi Racing, uh, had some opportunities, won a race, went to Aero McLaren, was super fast in qualifying, but could really just never finish the deal. Uh, so this will be a, a, a really good opportunity for Felix Rosenquist to kind of be the man, be the number one driver on the team. He's never had that opportunity before. Uh, and maybe bring Meyer Shank back to some dominance uh, that we see them do in the sports car side of things. And obviously winning the 2021 Indy 500. So it'll be a three-car effort at Indy. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Felix can do in kind of a resurrection of his career. So who's your $5 DraftKings pick for uh, the Talladega race tomorrow, the Cup Series? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. Uh, You know, if you're only going to throw $5 and you're just going to say, hey, let's have some fun, uh, why not Eric Jones? Why not a guy who's outside of the playoffs who's been really good um, at restrictor plates? He's got to win at Daytona in, in his past. Um, he's kind of fighting for his job. You know, that Legacy Motorsports team, he's led, I believe, in the last three Talladega races and has finished 6th, 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 and ninth in his last three. Why not a flyer on Eric Jones to get it done? That sounds like a good flyer for sure. I w- wouldn't have been somebody on, on my radar for you to pick, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And uh, what about tomorrow? The Colts, the Rams are in town. Uh, Anthony Richardson's back. Uh, Kelly's still not back yet. We don't know what's going on with with uh, Jonathan Taylor. There, there's uh, there's that next week. We'll we'll save all that drama for next week. But uh, what do you think? Anthony Richardson's back. I don't know that we can give the the tribute to a two and one uh, season to Gartner Minshew. I'm not I'm not really totally sold on that. But I am sold on the defense. Do do we go three and one tomorrow against the Rams? Yeah, you know, I I think there's a couple interesting factors that that you got to look at with this. One is simply the fact that you're going to you're going to rush Anthony Richardson back out there knowing that Gardner Minshew has won you your two games this season mm-hmm. um or you know or won you your biggest win this season on the road at Baltimore. Uh so that's you know that was that was really interesting to see. Um you know, I think they win tomorrow and here's why. I mean, what a tough go around for the Rams, right? Like, you play on Monday night football in Cincinnati. You, you fly home. You don't get in till about 4 a.m. on – you know, 4 or 5 a.m. on Tuesday. You have a day off. Now it's Wednesday. You practice Wednesday, Thursday, and it's a flight back to the East Coast. I think that's going to play a role on them. It's going to play a factor. It's going to play a little bit of a toll on them. They're going to come out a little bit sluggish. As long as that offensive line of the Colts, which is kind of banged up, can at least keep – um, you know, Aaron Donald and those guys at Bay, I think they'll definitely have a chance. Tony, where can people find your work at Masterpieces? What are you guys working on this week? Yeah, check us out. Um, that's a fan's place uh, on Twitter. Uh, our contest for tomorrow's NASCAR race could win you a Joey Logano autographed diecast. Our Colts-Rams contest could win you tickets to next week's game against the Titans. So plenty of giveaways. Plenty of things to check out. I hope everybody gets on and uh, gets in these free content that we put up every week. Tony, we appreciate it. You had yourself a great weekend, sir. 
All right. See you, Tom. Thank you. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and uh, the Fans Place Breaking Down. Alamega, baby. Uh, and Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com. Our official NASCAR contributor is at Talladega, and because of his obligations there, was not able to join us. We'll be right back with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. We're going to talk some NFL right here on the Balance Radio Network. Damn, now there's a job for me. So Russell got alone and went to NASCAR school, where the future NASCAR drivers learn the one big NASCAR rule. Go straight, take a left, take a left, go straight, take a left, take a left, go straight. Go straight, take a left, take a left, go straight, take a left, take a left, go straight. Go straight, take a left. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I'm seen on the board. Do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted. So, I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lequa Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language... Oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. 
Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. about the Jets and you want to talk about the Chiefs 
do you really want to ask the question, is Taylor Swift coming to the game? Is that, a, is that, you're a reporter. Is, if you were, if you were on the presser and you heard a guy ask that, you'd say, dude, give me your credentials. Cause you don't, you don't freaking deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, unless they're just looking for confirmation, I guess, you know, just to make sure yeah. she's going to be there. And, uh, you know, I saw the Jets sold like their most tickets uh, in one day. <laughs> when it was revealed yeah. she was going to be there. In the history of yeah. Jets ticket sales, they sold the most that day. And I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you're not going to see her. Uh, you know, what if you're sitting on the opposite or, or the same side as the booth she's yeah. in? You know, she's going to be over your shoulder, probably behind tinted glass. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to see her. But listen, you know, Jets will take the sales. They'll take the sales for sure. And it's funny, you mentioned the podcast, like Jason Kelsey said, like, oh, so said to Travis, uh, so – Looks like Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map. <laughs> you know, a Hall of Fame tight end. <laughs> yeah. So, Two-time yeah. Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I love it. Right, love it. right, right. Well, let's, yeah, get, well, let's, get, in, let's get into some real football uh, talk and, and, and enough about Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. talk about the Eagles. Great win. Hallelujah. You guys are 3-0. Uh, 3-0, going to Tampa. Get a good win there in Tampa. I know you were there. Uh, talk with us and uh, break, give us a little bit of breakdown of uh, Thursday, uh, Monday night's game, and uh, let's we'll get in, into the NFL talk and get into the real meat of it all. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you know, well, it, again, the Eagles showed that they can run the football better than probably most teams in the league. Uh, another 200 plus yards on the ground. Uh, <clears throat> DeAndre Swift, 100, 130 yards. He's now second in the league in rushing with 308 yards. And, you know, he's really done that just in two games because he only got one carry in the opener, and here he is with 308 yards after three games. So second in the league, he's got the highest yards per carry average, but the Eagles can just run the heck out of the ball. And it's funny because, you know, people in Philadelphia, the expectations are so high. They're just It's a disappointing 3-0 for some of these people um, because they're not doing it, you know, stylistically. You know, they're not doing it, you know, with anything like, oh, this is the greatest team ever. Like we saw the Dolphins come out and sting, you know, hang 70 up. You know, that's what the Eagles want to see. But listen, they're 3-0. and Their offense hasn't played on all cylinders. And yet the last two games, they've put up over 400 yards of total offense. So, you know, it's a weird thing that they can play better. And yet they've put up over 400 yards. I think the most impressive thing about the game was the Eagles, uh, the Tampa Buccaneers scored – uh, to make it 25 to 11, a score, by the way, which has never happened before in the NFL, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of that, but there has never been a 25, 11 final score until Monday <laughs> night. Um, but the Tampa Bay scores with like nine minutes and 22 seconds to go. They get the two point conversion. It's 25, 11. The crowd's pretty fired up. Uh, they're thinking, Hey, let's make a stop, get the ball back and score again. And then we got a ball game, but the Eagles took the ball after that score from Tampa and they never gave it back. They went on a nine minute and 22 second drive to just sap the, you know, just end the game. You know, the, the Bucks never got the ball back because the Eagles held the ball for the last nine twenty two, uh, which is amazing. Uh, you know, Nick Sirianni talked about the, he was reminded by the GM, Howie Roseman, the last time the Eagles had a nine minute plus drive was back when Nick Sirianni was the wide receivers coach for the uh, then San Diego Chargers when they played in that uh, soccer stadium, whatever it was, while they were waiting for the facility in L.A. to be built. And that was 2017. So, you know, these nine-minute drives don't come along very often, and especially when it means that the other team doesn't see the ball again. 
you know, the defense was more than happy to just sit on the bench and relax and put their feet up and, and, and watch it happen and never have to take the field again. So that to me was the most impressive thing about that game uh, was that drive. And it just took any hope that Bucks had and just, you know, squashed it. So uh, a good job by the Eagles three and oh, and now they go into the NFC East for a big test against the commanders on Sunday. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about that, that game. The commanders have been doing moderately good, but the Eagles are three and oh, uh, what are the challenges that that you're looking at, and you're and you're and you're talking to the coaches? What are they saying that their biggest challenge is with the the or challenge or how they what's the game prep? Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. What's the game prep for the Commanders? Well, they got the great defensive line. Why well, they have four first round draft picks on that front defensive line there? You know, with <clears throat> Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and Chase Young and and uh, Montez Sweat. It's a very, very good front, and they're going to have to block it uh, to, to have any success on the run, on the ground. You know, the Eagles are the uh, second most. I think they have the, the second-ranked team in rushing in the NFL. Uh, so they're going to have to live up to that. They're going to have to find a way to block these guys. And there's a lot of familiarity with these two teams, obviously, like there would be with the Colts and whoever else is in the NFC South with them. You play them twice a year. So – a lot of familiarity. The, the commanders are coming in here after getting waxed last week by the Bills, 37-3, to 3, I think it was. Uh, they, so they're thinking, well, you know what, that game doesn't mean anything now because we're going to go into the NFC East. If we can win, we're 1-0 in the NFC East, and that's what matters, win your division. So I'm sure they'll put that game behind them. Uh, I, I, you know, they came in here last year, the commanders did, when the Eagles are sitting at 8-0, and the commanders won on Monday Night Football. So they come in here knowing – that they can win. They know Jalen Hurts' tendencies. They know this personnel. So it's going to be a pretty good game, I think, a good test for the Eagles. Because you, you could say the same about the Eagles. They know this defensive front. They know what the commanders have. Obviously, they're starting a new quarterback that the Eagles have never faced. But, uh, you know, he's been sacked 19 times in three games. He's thrown several interceptions. So uh, they think if we can – you know, pick on that offensive line a little bit, we can get him off his spot and force him to make mistakes again, like he did last week against Buffalo. Well, let's go ahead and go around the NFL and I will get to the culture in a second, but the Detroit lions actually totally humiliated the green Bay Packers in front of a national audience on Thursday night football. I mean, green Bay in the second half did, uh, they did make some uh, respectable scoring, but just could never come back from that 27 the three halftime deficit. I think that the Lions are an excellent football team that maybe the best the NF- NFC North has to offer, but the Packers had an embarrassing game on both sides of the ball. And, 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 and that, that falls on, on, on Matt LaFert. I mean, he has a lot of work to do in the 10 days between games, uh, but that kind of performances cannot happen. And, and who, I don't know who deserves the, the biggest blame for, uh, for the week four disaster, but it, there's plenty of, plenty enough blames to go around. And I'm sure that uh, uh, special teams coordinators, special teams teams uh, uh, maybe has something to do with that as well. But I don't know. What were your, I, what were your thoughts? I, I mean, obviously good friends with, with Rick Riggin, and I heard him hearing him chirp throughout the entire weekend. I, I was in the camp that I don't think the Eagles are as good as everybody's saying that. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say the Eagles. I, I don't think the Lions are as good as everybody says they are, but there we are. They might be as good as everybody says they are. Well, they've, got, they've got talent on both sides of the ball. And I'll, I'll give, 
you know, Dan Campbell a lot of credit. You know, he's got them playing well, and he's got them focused. And, you know, they they certainly look like a playoff team at, at minimum. Uh, they're probably the best team in that division. You know, the Bears certainly aren't anywhere near the best team. And, you know, the Vikings are sitting at 3-0, and and, you know, you just trounce the Packers. So, yeah, they're, they're the best team in that division, and uh, they'll be in the playoffs because they'll win that division. They can run the ball. They can get after the quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson has really, to me, taken a big leap from his rookie year, and which was very good, but now he's even better in year two, and that's what you want to see uh, from you know the development of your players is taking that big step from year one to year two. Um, but they have a lot of ingredients that you know I like. I like Jared Goff. I like the way he's playing. Um, you know they stopped the. Uh, you know they turned the ball over. They had two interceptions against Jordan Love. Um, but you're right about the Packers, too, is that they have some questions that need answers. I know they fell behind early, and so they only ran the ball like 10 or 12 times for 25 or 30 yards. I mean, really small output on the ground, and you got a back like Aaron Jones with a good complimentary back with uh, Dylan. You should do better than that. And their defense struggled to stop the run. David Montgomery had a huge game for the Lions, 120 yards. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions for the Packers and you're right. Matt LaFleur, if he doesn't figure this out, he could be a coach on the hot seat. Um, you know, you got to get better quarterback play out of Jordan Love. I mean, he's okay. You would think he'd be a little bit better after sitting for three years behind Rogers. Um, but you know, he's, he's still too inconsistent. And, and if you're the coach, you got to find a way to, make him get him to play better, you know, giving him some more easy completions. But, you know, he, he did make some nice throws in that game. I'm not down on Jordan Love. I think he can be a good quarterback. But you got to get more out of him, and you have to have him play more consistently. And that's, like you said, that falls on the head coach. So, you know, this is the time of year, maybe not quite yet, but, you know, over the next, you know, month where you start looking at coaches is being on the hot seat. And Matt LaFleur could be one of those if he doesn't figure it out. Uh, but right now, the Lions look like a real threat in the NFC, in my opinion. They might not look as good to some yet because it is early and it's small sample size, but I like the personnel. I like their offensive line. I think their offensive line, to me, that's where it starts, and they've got a really good one. I like that Kaminsky defensive tackle, really good player, and Aiden Hutchinson, they have a good defensive line. Uh, uh, Lee McNeil is on that defensive line. So, you know, I always like to look at the lines of teams that, you know, or threatening to be a, you know, a power in a conference. And I like what I see on both sides of the ball, offensive line, defensive line with the Lions. I, I think they could be, maybe they're not quite ready to make that step into the Super Bowl stratosphere, but I think they'll be in the playoffs and they could make some noise. And again, it's early, you know, things could happen. Injuries could happen. We saw them lose Chauncey Gardner Johnson already to an injury. Yeah. But they've seemed to overcome that. So, you know, uh, but you got to stay healthy. You got to get some luck. But the ta- there's no question the talent's there for the Lions at this point. Well, let's talk a little bit about my homer team here, and that's obviously the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, uh, Anthony Richardson he is back in action. He had some good practices. It looked like he's going to do well. I'm in that camp again. We're rushing back in there. But, you know, uh, w- we can say that Gartner Minshew has, has got us 2-1 and one in the end. You know, certainly the biggest win being against Baltimore last week. But I don't know if I, if, I, if I say, okay, well, just because you're the quarterback, you get credit for the win. Because I don't know if I can give Gardner Minshew credit for the win, per se. But I can't give credit to our defense, who's, who's really uh, holding the team together, if you will. Anthony Richardson is back. 
and we'll see see what happens. And we're at home, we've got the Rams, we've got Matthew Stafford. The good thing about when we were just talking about this in the last segment, the good thing that is in our favor with the Rams, uh, the Rams uh, were on the road last week, and then they turned around. You know, I had to fly back. Probably got back two or three o'clock in the morning. You know, a day off, day of practice, and then had to fly back across country again. I think that's going to have a, a little bit of a toll, uh, and maybe just enough to get a, get us through. And if Anthony Richardson is firing on all, on all cylinders, you know, great. Uh, here, here's here's uh, here's my thing. Uh, what I'm really enjoying with Michael Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Zach, uh, the running back who's who's filling in for Jacob. I mean Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is supposed to be back next week against uh, the Titans, I, in theory. Uh, but I, I think that Zach has proven a case that Jonathan Taylor does not have the leverage that he thinks he has. So what are your thoughts about the Colts, the Rams? I won't be at that game, but I will certainly be watching it. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts about the Colts and the Rams uh, this week at Lucas Oil Stadium? Uh, well, we talked about the running game a couple weeks ago, I think, when they lost, saying you can't count on your quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback, Richardson, to do everything. And they didn't have a running game. And then Zach Moss got healthy, and look look what all of a sudden they're 2-1. and one. You're talking about the first place Indianapolis Colts, right? I mean, they're leading the division, which is tremendous. Um, so that was a gutty win. Beating a Ravens team in Baltimore, uh, a great win for, for uh, the Colts, I thought. And, again, the running game really helps. You had Zach Moss go for two, or 122 yards. Uh, Minshew managed the game well enough. He, you know, he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, you know, he took care of the football, you know, which was huge. And he made plays when he had to make them. Uh, and the defense, again, uh, you know, doing a nice job against the pass. I mean, Lamar Jackson only had, I think, 200 yards passing, although he ran for 100 yards. But, that, that's that's a signature win for the Colts, and you're right about the Rams coming in now. Another cross country flight, and listen, Eagles fans, I'm sure are hoping that you, you you beat the the snot out of the Rams because the Eagles have to go to L.A. next week to play the Rams. Uh, so you know, the Eagles fans will be rooting for the Colts to take as much out of uh, the Rams as they as they can physically, um, and we'll see. I mean, Richardson coming back in the lineup. Uh, you know, which is, you know, the right call. Uh, you know, uh, even though Minshew had that nice game, I just think, you know, the, the, you know, it's Richardson's the starting quarterback, and when he's ready to play, he comes back. So uh, it, it's interesting. I think the more concerning thing for the, the Colts is their injury, which I'm looking at now. And, you know, Ryan Kelly's out, your center, with a concussion. Exactly. I don't know if he played – yeah, that's, that's big. And you're missing a tackle, Bernard uh, Raymond, who also has a concussion. So, you know, you're a little shorthanded up front on the offensive line. And Quentin Nelson, another offensive lineman, is questionable with a toe injury. So, listen, that's big. Uh, I don't know if any of those three guys played last week, but, you know, if you're missing three-fifths of your offensive line, that's, that's a real concern. Uh, especially with a defensive line that still has Aaron Donald, even though he's long in the tooth now. He's still a pretty good pass rusher, good run stuffer. Uh, he'll present a problem. And on the other side of the ball, DeForest Buckner is questionable, and he's been one of the better defensive tackles after three games in, in the NFL. So, 
that injury report is concerning to me and could hurt the Colts, you know, as they try to, you know, move to three and one. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a close game. I do. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who wins. Who do you think? You want the Colts to win, obviously. I'd like to see the Colts win. Uh, but yeah, I, don't I think, think that, it's going to be a tough one. I think taking my Colts hat off and just looking at the game overall, I think we got a good shot. I think that the Colts have yeah. a very good shot of, of, of beating the Rams. So we'll see what happens. Let's bounce around the league here. Let's go across the pond to England. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We get to watch football at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, tomorrow, uh, but it, it, it seems like really if if anybody has a home field advantage in London, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They seem to always do well there, and I mean the fans are full of Jaguars uh, jerseys. Uh, so London seems to be a good spot for the Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence obviously uh, is is a great quarterback, and you know they're going to be somebody to to watch and pay attention to in the AFC South. Uh, we are, can I say this? We are number one in the AFC South. So if by chance yeah. the Falcons win and we win, that's a good, that's a good option. And we need Tennessee to lose. And we're, we're, we've got a lot of good things to stay number one in our division. And we're going to see, yeah. I'm telling you, uh, but uh, oh, <laughs> Atlanta, yeah. Jack- well, Atlanta and Jacksonville across the pond in London. What do you thought? Uh, so you, when you say the culture going to the Super Bowl, you mean in 2023 or 2026 or when, what year are you talking about? This 2020, year? what's the last number of 20? <laughs> 2029? 2099? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Uh, it'll, go, it'll go before that. Maybe this year. I mean, you know, the ASC isn't, you know, I mean, the Bengals are off to a slow start. I know the Chiefs are a little bit slow starting here after the Super Bowl. So, you know, you just never know, Tom. I mean, it, you know, they, they could. Who knows? Uh, you can't lose the I mean, hope that they will. That's right. You cannot lose the hope. That's for sure. Right. And, and I like the, the chances in the division. To get in the playoffs, you got to win the division. And suddenly the Colts look like they might be the best team in the division. You talk, you know, the Jaguars are playing over over the pond there. And, you know, to me, you look around the league, and they're probably the most disappointing team here after three games of, of any team. I mean, people thought they'd come out. Trevor Lawrence would be – you know, the next Montana here, you know, ready to take that big step, and he hasn't done that. And, you know, uh, they've struggled. I'm surprised they're one and two, and I think a lot of people are. So they're, they've they been very disappointing. But they do play well in England, jolly old England, and maybe this is the game that will get them kind of turned around and start answering some of the, you know, expectations that, you know, experts had for them this year. I don't know. I mean, I think the Falcons are – you know, doing pretty well. And I think they had a bad loss last week, but you know, Arthur Smith has Bijan Robinson and uh, that other running back, uh, Tyler Algier, I think his name is. I mean, that's a good one to punch Desmond Ritter, you know, you know, he's okay. Uh, you know, he's still developing, but the Falcons are a little bit better this year. And, you know, that's, it's good. It should be a good game. I mean, I, I think the Jags will probably find a way to win. I mean, you're right. They do play well over there. It's like their second home uh, over there in England. So, I think the Jags will probably win this game, even though it's not good news for you and the Colts fans. But, um, you know, you're rooting for the Falcons. I get it. But I just think the Jags will find a way to win this game. Yeah, you're probably probably right. Let's talk about Miami and <laughs> Buffalo. Miami and Buffalo, two good quarterbacks. And quarterbacks really got to come in their own. Tua, which is doing me well in fantasy football. That's a side, side note. Uh, and I have Trevor Lawrence, and I benched Trevor Lawrence two weeks ago. And Tua has been carrying – 
my team are doing well. And and there's a, you know what the Dolphins and my fantasy team have in the in, in play, all three of my fantasy teams. You know what they have in common? Uh, they are both three and zero, and the Eagles are three and zero. Wow, wow! My savvy. fantasy football team, all three of the leagues I'm in, three and zero. So well, the perfect. Dolphins. I'm I'm going to root for them to keep moving forward, but you got to like Josh Allen. You got to like him at home, and this is going to be a good matchup, and it's going to be a tough matchup for Miami to win. But what are your thoughts on Miami and Buffalo? Well, my thoughts are I wish it was flex season for the NFL, and they moved this to Sunday night so I could actually watch it. Uh, but you know, um, it's one o'clock on Sunday, which is you know you'd rather see this one in prime time than probably Taylor Swift and the and the New York Jets. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, listen, Miami's going to Buffalo, I think, at, at a pretty good time of year. You know, they have so much speed on that Miami offense that if they were going to Buffalo, you know, when the ground's a little harder, maybe a little more frosty and frozen and the winds are blowing and, you know, you, you might have some snow, then that might subtract from some of that speed. But I think it's supposed to be like 75 and sunny in Buffalo on Sunday. Mm. You know, that's what Miami plays in. You know, that's that's yeah. that's right in their wheelhouse. So that's a big advantage to the for the Dolphins is that speed's gonna continue to play there. I'm a little surprised that Buffalo is favored in this game. I know it's a small line, I think it's two and a half, but a little surprised at that. Uh you you wonder if the odds makers are thinking, well, the Miami Dolphins are gonna kinda come in smelling themselves a little bit after hanging seventy on the on the Broncos, which is still I still can't believe they put up seventy, and maybe that's how they feel in the locker room too. It's like, man, we really put up seventy, and you know maybe that kind of impacts them a little bit, kind of like we saw with the Cowboys. You know, they were probably smelling themselves and listening to everybody talk about how they're going to be Super Bowl champions, and they have this great doomsday defense again. They go to Arizona and they lose to a Cardinals team that wasn't expected to win more than one or two games this year. So maybe that's what is in store for the Dolphins here, but I like the fact they're playing in, you know, some cozy weather, weather they're familiar with. Josh Allen has shown that, you know, he can make mistakes in games that are big, right? You know, he can prone to the interception, makes a stupid decision here and there. So, you know, listen, I, I think the Dolphins are rolling and I think they're going to keep rolling. I, I just think they have the look of a team that Mike McDaniel has playing really focused, They've got talent all over the place, and I think they go into Buffalo and they win this game, and they keep the keep the drum or you know the, the, the drum beat going here, and they get the four and zero. Well, there's going to be two teams that will not be zero and three or zero and four, at least two teams, and that's either going to be Minnesota and Carolina or Denver and Chicago. Uh, Denver and Chicago seems to be the toilet bowl of the, of the week, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Russell uh, Russell Wilson has not been the package that I think the Denver Broncos had. I wanted it, and I, I know that they're the favorite, and that's probably because of Sean Payton. I had a, a, but it just seems like I'm two miserable teams going at it. Somebody's going to get the win, and then you have uh, both Minnesota and Carolina. Both are, are miserable. So uh, since Carolina Panthers are my granddaughter's favorite team, I'm rooting for Carolina at home. And I think uh, the Bears will win on the road. We're going to talk about those two teams before we have to wrap it up and put a bowl on it, sir. Yeah, wow, you're picking the Bears. Yeah, I think the Bears are just shot. I mean, I just don't think they're going to rebound against the Broncos. And, and listen, the Broncos are favored somehow in that game. <laughs> they just got 70 put up on them. 
Uh, that just shows you how bad the Bears are that, that they can't even get favored in a game where you're playing a team that's defense gave up 70 points. Yeah. That's not a good look. Um, I think the Broncos win that, and then a Vikings uh, game is going to be interesting. I mean, you know, CJ or uh, Bryce Young has to figure out, you know, Frank Reich has to figure out how to get him some easy completions and get his confidence back. I, I don't know. I think the advantage is to the Vikings with the quarterback play and some of the experience they have, and I think the Vikings, uh, Vikings win that game. So uh, before we let you go, the question of the day is, first of all, have you seen Talladega Nights, the movie? Oh, yeah. With the Ricky Bobby? Is that Ricky yeah. Bobby? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it many Bobby. times, yeah. What's your favorite quote of the movie? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Uh, Putting you on the spot. Making you think. I know. Uh, can you give me like an A, B, and C choice so I can pick A, B, C, or none of the above? You can do the uh, yeah, famous one that everybody knows. If you're not first, you're last. You could do uh, shake and bake. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew, old man. There's that one. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire. Help me. Help me. I'm on fire. Yeah, running around in his underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Look, I'll show you. I'm, I'm, I'm paralyzed. No pain. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You jab that knife. And, ah! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and when, man. The, when the father yeah. straps a, 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 a kilo of cocaine in the trunk and puts the cougar in the, in the car with it. Yeah, I love the cougar scene, you know. And there's a line yeah. from that, too, about something about, you know, you got to learn to drive with fear and, you know, mm-hmm. nothing more. Yeah. Fearful than driving with a live cougar in the car or something like that. I mean, that's a great yeah. scene, you know. Well, uh, Talladega is this weekend in NASCAR, so we we've been playing the Talladega quote. Uh, the uh, Talladega, what's your what's your favorite quote with the Talladega? So this is probably this is probably the most uh, famous one right here. Naming Cal Norton Jr. as the driver. drivers out there, if you smell a delicious, crispy smell after the race, it's not your tailpipe, it's a little bit of shake, and then bake. Shake and bake! That's what you say! Yeah, you say And Ricky Bobby wins with Talonson Jr. That's it. That's my, I, I That's love that. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Alright, buddy, we're going to have to bail on out of here. Uh, have yourself a great football weekend and enjoy your weekend off, sir, uh, before you uh, get ready to, to take on the commanders. Where can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir? Uh, on Twitter at Kratzee, K-R-A-C-Z-E. You can find me find me right there with all my links. So, yeah, you have a good weekend, too, Tom. Enjoy enjoy the, the race and the football. Yeah, go Colts. Let's see what happens. Go Colts. All right, buddy. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, buddy. You got it. Ed Kratz, beat writers from Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, joining us, helping us to break down NFL. Thank Nate Snyder for joining us for the Fantasy Football Huddle. And also, thanks, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and the Fan Place. My name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. It's Talladega, baby. It's Talladega. Uh, shake and bake. Don't drink and drive. Have a great weekend. I'm out of here. Deuces.
Russell watched TV after his high school graduation. Three solid months of ESPN. Till his daddy told him, son, that's the end of your vacation. Go get a job or we're going to charge you rent. So Russell got a job, got fired that same day. A cashier he wasn't meant to be. Well, he went back to the couch, turned on the race, and he said, Hot damn, now there's the job for me. So Russell got alone and went to NASCAR school, where the future NASCAR drivers learn the one big NASCAR rule. Go straight, take a left, take a left, go straight, take a left, take a left, go straight. Go 